0: Thank you very much for supporting my run for office, um, now as you all know, I'm running on a platform of supporting everyone, even non-straight people who, while nice, you've not had the pleasure of meeting yet. (coughs) Indeed, everyone stand behind me on my new initiative while I run for office, the Queer and Pleasant Strangers Initiative. Strangers Queer and Pleasant. I'm not Laura Cake Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magnet, and welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies do silly voices and skits and try not to melt, because what has happened in England this week? Heatwave! Yeah, we we, we don't get sun until we do, and then we have no air conditioning, and our houses are built to trap heat, and we just melt to death.
1: I don't know, I'm doing alright
0: doing all right right now we might have to turn the fan off while we uh, turn the fan on at some point during recording yeah, so If it gets rattling and and you'll uh, you'll you'll have to forgive us yes yeah, you'll to have, to. To. Yeah, have to forgive us um so yeah how's your week been oh uh, it's it's been it's barely begun it's only just begun um but i suppose if we're talking about it since last episode uh yeah it's been good we went for a wiggle we <laughs> went for a wiggle we had a we had a right good dance you know, you, had, uh, you had a roller skate i had a roller skate with while no doing people. a dance i got to meet someone that i haven't seen since doing a wiggle back in like late last year yeah who never got in contact with and then i'll up with them and now we're in touch it was lovely Ooh, wiggle friends yeah I got me wiggle friends mm. Yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been a nice old week this one, hasn't it? Yeah. Should we should we talk about some of the things what we did with our week? Uh we we played some things. <gasps> we played some things. We played some things. I've got to find the bit where I I wrote down that I played some things. There we are. Yes, what did we play this week? We we played um, we played the end of Liffy Strang BTS. Yes, life is strange before the storm. It it ended. It felt like it ended a bit suddenly. Maybe because I thought it was five episodes and it was three, and we finished the three, and it was like, oh, and and it's done, it's done, and and well, I guess what we knew we knew where it was gonna go. Yes, yes, it it was very much a this is how it was always gonna end. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they got their nice time before the things happen. Mm. I feel very good about that last choice we made. Oh. So yeah. I'm glad we played More Life is Strange. Yeah, definitely. It continues to be an enjoyable thing to do it for an hour or so in an evening. More of that forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. Should we talk about the thing that's kind of connected to that that we started playing? We started playing Cat the Spirit. Yes, uh, the, the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, I believe it's called, which is a it's a free game in the Life is Strange universe. It's just a single episode. Um, and you're playing as a kid that wants to be a superhero, and... It got dark pretty quick.
1: I honestly, I really struggled with it. As someone yeah. with um, alcoholic parents that could occasionally be
0: quite dangerous, I, yeah. I was like. I was happy to do all the stuff outside, but I wasn't feeling terribly comfortable yeah. walking around is, in the house. Is that maybe a way for us to progress with it, is I'll do the inside the house and you <laughs> do the outside the house stuff? That's fair. I think we've done most of the outside. Yeah, the The thing is, like, light spoiler stuff, this is, like, very early game. This is child living in house with drunk, abusive father game. Well, we think he's abusive. Well, there's the bruises that the dad was asking, did anyone ask you about the bruises? Mm. Which, mm, sounds like he's getting beaten. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, it was d- as difficult and uncomfortable as it was to play. I think it did an interesting thing in that these kind of games usually reward you for interact with absolutely everything. Oh. And very early on that game is like, nope. If Dad says come get get breakfast, don't keep investigating your room for the things to interact with. It's, it was an interestingly put together game that I'm like I want to see how it ends. I really hope it doesn't end too dark. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean I hope it goes okay and and obviously we've sort of sat there going, I hope the kid doesn't get beaten up for this at school. I hope this isn't something that's gonna uh, upset father figure um yeah and like I like you said you you said you felt that we'd been presented with quite a lot of things like options but almost immediately I didn't really feel terribly comfortable doing any of them because I was just I spent most of the like the like after about the first five minutes of the game like we we'd wandered around the room done roomy things and as soon as we'd gone out to breakfast and sort of seen what dad was like I was basically spent the rest of the like the playtime, just sitting there with my hand over my mouth well, going, mm-hmm. It was things like, on, on the to-do list of things you have to do to like get through that game, is like, ah, throw some snowballs at some old empty beer cans. And it was framed, so it's like, child, beer cans, window behind them. And I'm like, he's going to throw one, there's going to be a rock in it, he's going to smash the window. No. Mm. And it didn't happen, but I, I was second-guessing everything I did, which... I thought it was interestingly interesting mechanically, but terrifying and draining to play. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah. What else did we play? We played <laughs> 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 Oh, we're <laughs> going on to that one, are we? <laughs> Consentical finally arrived. Yeah, yeah y- y- <laughs> your non printed play copy <laughs> of Consentical turned up and that's as you can hear, Jane really, you know, not too fussed about it. <laughs> I like tentacles. <laughs> this is news to everyone. <laughs> no one's worked this out yet, Jane. It's, oh, the artwork's so pretty full, and, and it's so lovely. And I like the fact the instruction book, one of the first things in it is, how to start a game, blah, 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 blah. Ask the other person if they want to play consenticle with you, especially if you're using the kink deck. <laughs> so it is the story of a uh, an alien uh, tentacle creature called Dup, or dupe D U P and a human being person called Kit. Um who uh is is described as she in the book, but I, I think they look very fairly non binary, which their, I think is their, good. Their pronoun selection seems to be she her. It does. But they definitely are androgynous in appearance. Yeah. So anyone can play it and feel like they can self insert into this tentacle fun time. Um yeah, it's it's um and you basically We'll draw a hand of five cards from, I think, I think it's 30 that you start with. Yeah, something like that. Um, So you have, each player starts with a certain amount of trust, and then you basically are trying to gain more trust, and then put trust into the intimacy pool, convert uh, the uh, trust into satisfaction tokens, and then take the the, the trust. Uh, So don't worry about... um, don't worry too much about... Uh, well, I suppose you can even worry about how you want to, to go about distributing the satisfaction. <laughs> um, we, we were always very sort of like, there are two even powers, there are some for you and some for me. Yes. And generally speaking, we One might to get, get few... slightly more satisfied than the other, but we try and keep it fairly, you know, yeah. compost you know, being the, even the second with each game other. we were only one satisfaction apart, and that's only because there was one more satisfaction total. that first one we were like six about or something because i accidentally did a release way too early yeah you decided to get released way way early i didn't realize there was only one in the deck okay i didn't or two i didn't realize that i would have such limited opportunities to uh uh, release Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's fun um also the fact that you uh you 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 can speak as the sort of super basic rules and negotiate how you want to go through. But the, I think the, the general idea is that you are a human and an alien. Communication is difficult. a bit difficult. So we played the sort of, I think, the level three rules, which is that you um, you don't talk. Um, you don't talk, you just use, like, gestures. Yeah, so um, we, we, we so were doing we, a lot of, like... Um, penetrate gesture, <laughs> kiss gesture, stroke gesture, touch gesture, gaze, <laughs> gaze. Um, yeah, it was it was really nice. It was lots of fun, and 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 uh, well, then we threw the kink deck in for our third game. I definitely think the kink de- deck like added to it feeling more like a good game. Hmm. Um, but one thing I really liked about this game is the focus on just like focusing on each other mm-hmm. and that you very much have to pay attention to what the other person is doing in order to make mm-hmm. your move properly. There's a lot of just paying attention to each other that's really nice to mm. do in a game. It's very nice. It's very intimate and and, and, and lovely um, and I, I enjoyed it and I'm super glad that um, it got kickstarted and I hope that they do reprints because yeah. I think that I've I've known I know a few other people that also kickstarted it and they're also gushing about it. So I hope that that will be that will be good. Yeah, it's the 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 build quality of it is so nice, isn't mm, it? Yeah, yeah. The 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 cards are really nicely made. The um inter the the trust tokens are really pretty. The fact that when you join them together, you've got the um, it's like a a, a tentacle wrapped around an arm. That's uh, that, and then the hand is holding the tentacle. Um, sort of like a. Sort of one of those wrist-to-wrist handshakes. Um, it's really lovely and all the artwork's beautiful. The the manual's really well put together. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So, yes, more consentical. And, and maybe if we can work out a way of live streaming it, we will do that. At some yeah, point. we've got to work out a way of like, how do we get hand gestures onto the stream to communicate non-verbally? I think we could do the hand gestures. I think we would struggle with anything facial um because obviously we've we we, we were doing like a, a mixture of i i tap my wrist with two fingers and and leave them there and that means touch or i will stroke my arm and that is stroke but then kiss was just i will blow yeah. a kiss at you bite was just i will um, yeah but that's the thing is like it's interesting f- the fact that it's going to force us to communicate in different ways again oh. is is nice yeah. um so yeah what else did we play this week Oh, we played um late shift. Yes, we played a game called Late Shift, which FMV game. F M V. It's it's been out on Steam for a while. I believe it's currently free on uh, Game Pass on Xbox oh. One. We played it on Steam because we had a uh, uh, on Switch because we had a Switch code. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? It was interesting. Initially, wasn't a, a big fan of the character, uh, the main character. They get sort of dragged along. Into the adventure at large, and so you start off as a a, a night guard at a, an underground parking facility for very very fancy cars. <laughs> very fancy cars, and um yeah we 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 had uh, we had a, a few sort of basic decisions, and then uh, someone comes along and tries to nick one of the fancy cars and steals us away at gunpoint. We end up embroiled in something quite yeah quite 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 dodgy I can see how some of those early choices we made had impacts later oh. um mm-hmm. I feel like we made the choices that made sense for the character even if later it's like okay that that's uh, we're well, gonna we like, came up with we're, gonna, it's like, we're gonna be we're gonna be punished for making that choice but like no one would not make that choice sort yeah. of thing apparently there's seven endings um, yeah it doesn't seem to have any of that sort of um, Quantic Dream. You can go back and and pick per chapter and yeah, you know, no, it's it's like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I think I think our our version of it was about an hour. Um, yeah, we and... only missed two chapters by by via our choices. But I, I get the impression some of those might just be things like you made a really dumb decision at the beginning and you got shot. That's one ending. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things that I'm. I don't know how much branching there is in it, and mm. considering that you have to play through the whole hour again rather than just skipping to where you want to change your choice, I'm not super feeling the urge to replay it. But we had an interesting time. We we went through an interesting story. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we played it. Yeah. If you've if you've got Xbox uh, Game Pass already, it's worth <laughs> and like and you can download it for free. Give it a look. It's it's an interesting hour. I don't know if I would necessarily spend money on it, but I had a decent time with it for an yeah. hour. Uh, Shall I talk about a thing I've played? Yeah, tell us about all the things you've played, because you've had a good gaming day today. Oh, yeah. So this is the things we played together this week. Oh, I've just got to shut me windows slightly. So Kit- the smuggler yes kitty smuggler cat has, has comes has come sniffing around our uh, office window so yeah i played a few things today because i actually had time to play games mm-hmm. um so i finished the uh donkey kong dlc for mario Ooh. and rabbits kingdom How's your battle peach doing heckin good mm-hmm. uh, they found many new amusing things to do with that character that i had not expected yes. um I think my favourite might have been when all the characters are panicking, they've fallen down a hole. Oh. And Rabbit Peach is just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, it's cool. Uh, until someone points out that there's no phone signal down there, and, no. <laughs> oh, it's not good. Um, yeah, they basically like reset all of your progression from the main game to zero, and okay. they basically set this up like, this is its own standalone short story. You could play this first without the main game, it still explains all the mechanics to you. Here's Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong rabbit that you've not played with before, that have different mechanics. Go and have, like, a nice eight-hour story adventure. And oh. I really enjoyed that. It was, it was just the right length that, like, I felt like I got something substantial out of it for picking up a story DLC. Mm-hmm. Not so long that I, you know, felt like I was repeating things I'd already done. Mm-hmm. So nice big set-piece battles that were quite cool. Yes. Yeah, if, if you enjoyed the, the main story... This is another good story. It's about eight hours. It's really heckin' fun. Hmm. Uh, I also started playing some Crash Bandicoot on the Switch. Ah. Um, Crash Bandicoot is one of those things. I never, I never owned PlayStation consoles growing up. Mm. My memories of playing Crash Bandicoot were other people's homes playing and being like, I keep dying at this, and I feel like it's because the camera angle makes it so I can't really see where I'm meant to be jumping, and I don't have great depth perception because of this camera. Mm. And over the years, I've been like, well, you know, maybe that's just because it's not the one I grew up with. If I played it now, maybe that'd be different. Mm. This this HD remaster of, of Crash Bandicoot looks gorgeous on the Switch. I still maintain that it is not a good platformer, mm. Uh Any of the sections where you are trying to make jumps that are in front of you, and you're like running towards the jumps, there's not a good sense of like how long the jump is and things like that. Everything is like very very fiddly and precise. Um, I might skip the first Crash Bandicoot and just jump straight into two, because it's the first three games on, on the Switch. See if like the second one feels better, but the original Crash did not feel good to me before and it still doesn't now in HD. Yeah, I had the. Um, I think I had the probably official PlayStation magazine demo of it of the first couple of levels, and it just didn't interest me. Um, I think at that point I'd already played like Super Mario sixty four, so like having the option to do both, it was didn't really matter. Yeah, so like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna like check out if there's any cutscenes for the first one that I. To, to watch to know what the plot is If that's important, I don't know I um, Might just try jumping into 2 next week And see if Crash Bandicoot 2 is any Less janky oh. uh, And then the other thing that I Got to start playing was uh, Sushi Strikers Way of the Sushido Yes, which we've talked a little bit about on here Because we both played some of the demo We played the very first level at uh, <laughs> yeah. At, uh at yeah, and I remember saying when we Played that MCM demo that I was like uh, this is fun, I'm worried it's going to be too easy. To be fair, though, we were playing literally the first level, so it was yeah. introductory at that well, point. At at that point, it was just like, I didn't yet have an understanding of like, okay, what are they going to do to ramp this up? Yeah. And now that I've played a few hours, uh, basically there's like a whole Pokemon mechanic in it, where you build up a team of like sushi sprites that give you different bonus abilities that you can build up to to take part in combat during battle. So as, as well as matching the plates up, you're also like, okay, when do I put, uh, deploy my shield, my sushi shield, or my lightning sushi, or my my healing sushi, or when do I turn all of the sushi plates into the same color so I can get one massive stack Niggly, of sushi? I choose you. It's, it's basically like, it's, it's, once they put the Pokemon mechanic in, I was like, okay, I see how they're going to ramp this up. And, the presentation's, like, ludicrously good. There's, like, fully animated, voice-acted anime cutscenes. I booted the game up and there was, like, a full, like, animated, like, J-pop music video going on. I was like, Ooh. there's a lot of, like, nice presentation stuff in there. Nice. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I saw somewhere online on the day we're recording this, like, copies going as low as, like, 20 quid already. Because, like, wow. that... That game was apparently not sold well, oh. and that's a real shame because now that I've picked it up, it's like this is a really cool Nintendo exclusive that like deserves to get some love, yeah, I would really like to see this be an a, like a new Nintendo thing that they just like keep you know mm. they do things with more sushi more sushi more uh, so sushi. I think that's everything I've played. Oh. Have you played anything else? No <gasps> right, and it's time for this. Do you sometimes just find that the world is n- way 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 too bleak constantly what am i supposed to do about it well if you need just a bit of mindless reassurance that everything's going to be fine call the i just desperately need a little bit of hope helpline hello i desperately need just a little bit of help hope hope, hope helpline oh uh, hello um everything's going to be all right i know it doesn't look it right now it's going to be all right. Hey, are you it's, sure? it's, it's going to be all right. Thank you for your reassurance. I feel much uh, better now. Uh, it's going to be all right. you sure you don't need to ring yourself there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Everything's really <laughs> bad. So, welcome to the I Desperately Need Just a Little Bit of Hope helpline. Call now. It's like a hug for your ears. <laughs>
1: Hi! Oh my god, it's so lovely to see you. Oh
0: my god, it's been so good to see you too.
1: Yeah, so... I mean,
0: what's going on? Oh, you know me. I've just been reconnecting with nature. Yeah. I've been having, um, I've been making all my meals recently from fresh organic things straight out the garden. Nothing, oh, nothing um, processed at all. No, um, yeah. all raw food. No, yeah. oh, indeed. I've been, okay. you know, using my evenings, you know, going out enjoying the sunshine and the clouds rather than Very that important. infernal television. Yeah, um, yes. yeah. How, how have you been doing? I know the anxiety's been acting up a little bit. I have not. I, I do struggle a little bit generally with with the with the outside world and, and and things like that. You know, I've heard that you know going to the forest can be quite no, refreshing. No, 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 no. Are you taking your medication? Well, you know, I, w- I was reading on, on Facebook, there was this uh, beautiful picture of, of uh, the Lake District, I think it was. It was really beautiful and pretty, and I, and I just thought, you know, maybe that I should follow their words and, yeah. you know, that that listen, is, listen, is, is listen, uh, a listen, cure for anxiety listen, and not listen, these, listen are listen me these me are trash. Listen to me, dear. Hmm? I love being outside and communing with nature and eating whole. Locally sourced, GMO-free foods as much as anyone. Mm. But I will also tell you, your meds are your meds. Just have your meds. I'll help.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll
0: try that. A tree is not an antidepressant.
1: They are lovely, though.
0: They are lovely, but you, here's what I'll suggest. Have your antidepressant tablet or your anti-anxiety med under the tree. Because then you can enjoy both. Oh, that seems a little lovely. Right yeah. There. Exactly. Nature plus medication where required. Right, well that sounds lovely. Anyway, I've got a girl, I've got a yoghurt weaving class. Oh enjoy. Weave that yogurt up a storm. But now <gasps> what have you inserted into your earholes? My earholes. Oh. Earholes. Ah, uh, I gotta find the bit where I list what I listen to in my earholes. holes. Uh, so I listened the the new things I listened to this week is just a couple of songs basically. Um, I listened to a track called "Weekend Warrior" uh, by a band called Felicity, in all caps. Um, Felicity. It's it, it's sort of a pop rock track um, about not being happy with the fact that we're basically forced forced to sell chunks of our life to survive within capitalism. That's that's a thing I can I can empathise with. Mm. Um, yeah, and just about like wanting to get on with the things you actually want to do in life. Mm. So it's a nice little upbeat sort of pop rock track. It was quite nice. nice. What about what about you? What you listen to? I've been listening to some drum and bass. Drum and bass. Drum and bass. Uh, listen to a track called Supernova by Spectrum. S P E C T R E M. Oh. Uh, because apparently Spectrum is, is already taken, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's really good driving drum and bass. Slightly spooky vibe to the speech, um, but yeah, it. it blows up good. and I love it. I like it. It's really <laughs> good. Um, what, el- what else do you listen to? Uh, I listen to a track called I Hope You're Doing Well by The Adjective. Yeah. Uh, it's a very floaty, summery feeling kind of track. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite chill. It's got like a little bit of a light rock chorus going on. And it's just this nice little track about like not holding grudges and just sincerely hoping that people who've left roles in your life are able to find their new happiness. And like, just no, no, you know, sarcasm or anything to it, just, no, nah, I, I I, hope very sincerely that whatever, wherever you are in life now, you're happy. Mm. It, was, it, was very, it felt very positive. Good. It's good. What about you? What have you listened to? Uh, I listened to Scott McMillan's Polyhymnia for the first time <sighs> in ages. Do you remember this track? Which one? Uh, it was one of the, I think it was one of the title tracks for Saint Row 4. One of the uh, dubstep young ones. It's yes, the one that's yes. got all that sort of classical violin in it. Yes, I know which one you're on about. And then just
1: <laughs> blows into
0: some mad dubstep. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 me. Ah,
1: uh, yeah. What else are you listening to?
0: I only really listen to one other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished writing my book this week. Heck yeah, you did. Heck yeah. First draft sent off. Fingers crossed it turns out all right. Um, but during all me writing during the week. I basically had My Chemical Romance's first album on loop, so I just listened to a lot of I Gave You My Bullets, You Gave Me Your Love. Uh, it's very, it's their, easily their angriest album. It is the one where it's like, this is very clear, you recorded this like in your attic, be it shouty, screamy. We have angst to get out. Mm. And that was what powered me through writing the end of me book. No, nice. You listen to anything else? I've nearly finished uh, up to date for Dames and Dragons. Ooh. And, and I'm really enjoying it. And I will be sad when the finale is done. And I hope that more good stuff comes from them. Yeah. Mm. You what? listen to anything else? That it. What about you? That's it for me. It's quite a short listen, isn't it? It was. So Ooh. now... <gasps> this... Hello, dear welcome to our meeting of the all shadowy cabal Oh, yes, the secret society that rules over all from the shadows, controlling the government the police uh what else do we control? the military well, the military we, we, we We've managed to infiltrate every level of the police and indeed government uh, so yes we're we're hoping that we've we've got everything uh overthrown now as as far yeah. as the the previous uh uh, Illuminati were, we're controlling yes, things, yes. but we I think we're doing much better now. We did. We've it? got all the control. We've got everything in our fingertips. And yeah. um, oh, yes. now that we have the ability to do anything we want with the world, with yes. all this all this terrifying power we wield. I know. It's uh, wonderful, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful. What's uh, agenda point number one to do with all of that terrifying amounts of shadowy, cabalish power? We're going to bring about world oh, peace. Oh, wonderful. I was so hoping you'd say that. Dear. Yes. Well, we're going to bring about a, a wonderful future utopia yes uh, i've been i've been working hard and bribing all the politicians so that they will just you know, make policies that aren't terrible. I know we're we're, we're encouraging green energy, and uh, we're we're cut it. we're making sure that they close all those tax loopholes for the super rich. Exactly. Redistribution of wealth, universal healthcare, uh, free housing for everybody, I and mean, basically making sure that the the bottom few rungs of Maslow's hierarchy of needs are all covered for everyone. You know, make Indeed. sure that the world is doing better. And more chance for creativity, art, and beautiful things? Indeed, it is the most secretive and terrifying plot of secret Illuminati style control and corruption and cabalishness I think has ever been pulled off. Oh ever. yes, the one percent of fucked. Oh yes, terribly. Oh it's going to be brilliant, isn't it, dear? Absolutely. Anyway, same time next week we've got another Cabal. Oh yes, wonderful, wonderful. Ooh
1: Inside the Boardroom of Electronic
0: Actisoft. Hi, hi, hi there, hi there. How are you, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that we're not making nearly enough money. And You oh, know, definitely. if there's one thing this company likes, it's money. It's okay, it's okay. I've got the most brilliant new idea for you. Sure. So, so Shoot. here's here's the th- the thing: when we release the new big battle royale shooter, fo- yeah, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna release it with a custom controller, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And this controller, same as your standard controller for your yeah. video games, mm-hmm. it's got one extra button. Doesn't matter where, somewhere, you know, wherever. Yeah. And this button is vital. Playing the game, it's it's the shooting button. How about then we stick it like on the back of the controller, under like an index finger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like that, when we put it like that, it sounds like it's a good thing, you know? Like, yeah, Absolutely. get the controller, yeah, yeah, yeah. get the trigger thing. What we don't tell them is that there's no way to shoot the the gun unless you buy the bundled in controller. Nice, nice. And and it's not because we ran out of buttons. There's gonna be a button on the standard controller that's just basically doing nothing. We could have mapped it to shoot, but so we're taking out remapping. Remap- I assume. Oh yeah, don't yeah, want them, yeah. Uh, no, we're taking out controller remapping. No, you can't remap your controls nice. if you don't have a controller. You just can't shoot. No, nice. nice. how you know? about we have a, a a thing within this special controller that nothing else will have that the system will pick up. And it means that you can't even navigate the menus with an ordinary controller. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Now, yeah. like, the, the only concern I have. Sure. Is we got to make sure that this game cannot be played in a pacifist mode because otherwise people are just going to see it as a challenge. They won't buy the controller. They'll try and do it without any shooting. Well, that's the point. Yeah, that's why we make this controller
1: so that, that like you can't even navigate the menus. There's exactly, nothing exactly. Exactly.
0: I think this is this is the next step forward for for genius level marketing and for making us butt loads of money. Nice, nice. And I guess we're gonna do like a, a special collector's edition with maybe like a, a, a shiny plated. Plastic shitty controller that'll that'll do the same job, but it's maybe 600 bucks more. Why'd you even have to ask? Because...
1: Reasons. From head office. Okay, okay. Well, it's
0: been a good meeting. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) So, (gasps) yes? What has slid slowly into your eyes? What has slid slowly into my eyes? Uh, eyes. There's a couple of things we watched together this week. Uh, we finished watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. We're up to date on that. Um, so what I will say is, other than that very last little like cliffhanger they left the season on, if they'd ended before that scene, they totally could have had a place where that show could have ended, and it would have felt satisfying. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like. That the, the end of season five was very sweet and mm. all heartfelt, and I'd have you know been okay with it ending there. Mm. And then they gave us a cliffhanger. I'm like, no, I want more Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That sounds a bit like um, when I first watched Stranger Things. <laughs> ah, yes. I got to the like towards the end of the first episode, like five minutes before the end. I was like, yeah, that was great. I really hope they don't make a sequel because that was perfect as it is <laughs> and now if they do anymore they have every opportunity to fuck it up and then there's that last
1: thing right at the very end i'm like i, I okay
0: so um now you will understand so you know how you felt about the end of, of stranger things yes uh beyond good and evil does basically 100 the exact same thing during its credits it's like ah we had a very satisfying ending oh no G- gross! Gross! Slimy thing happened. Ah! And I've i played yeah uh, Beyond Good and Evil, but I well, do I'm not saying not it for it. the for the listeners as well. Ah. Uh, and that is why I was so furiously like Beyond Good and Evil two, Beyond Ooh. Good and Evil two, Beyond Good and Evil two. I need to know what happened with Paige. We'll find out soon once they finished exploiting uh, the, 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 the common people. The, the of new theater? ones are prequels, so we won't find out what happened to Paige. We'll find out what happened before with Paige. We won't find out what happened with his. Slimy thing that popped up on his hand during the credits. Mm. Uh, Spoilers for a ten-year-old game. (laughs) Probably more than that, fifteen-year-old game. Yeah. Uh, We also watched a new Darren Brown special on Netflix. We did. Miracle. What did you think of that? It was good. Nice to see more Darren. Darren Brown continues to be like, don't know how you did that. Well done. I—I I mean, I know how he does
1: some of it, and I still sit there going, "Dude, that was awesome!" Yeah,
0: hes is very talented at what he does. Uh-huh. I would love to go see him live. Mm. I think—I think if he comes anywhere near us, we should go see him. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I don't really think I watched anything else this week. Oh, I watched a film called Glitterball. Released in 1977. Or was this the one that was like less than an hour long? Uh, yeah, it's something like 40 odd minutes long. I remember it being shown on the BBC a lot when I was a kid. I suppose a movie that was from 1977 probably would have been shown a lot during the 80s. <laughs> um, It's about uh, an alien bull bearing that crash lands on Earth. <laughs> right. And uh, it's trying to find energy so that it can communicate with its its people and get get a lift. He uh, encounters these two kids called Max and Pete, who are basically trying to avoid the local thief, um, and and who who goes shoplifting and breaking into houses and things. And that, that sort of seems to he seems to be around wherever they are, breaking into houses and so forth. Um, uh, the main kid's dad works for the RAF, and and he's obviously trying to track the uh, the unidentified object that crashed to earth and where it would have landed. Uh, and this ball bearing sort of running round, putting tiny perfect spherical holes in things and eating all the food, including oh. a huge bowl of custard at one point, <laughs> is available in its entirety on YouTube. Um, And it, it's it's quite sweet. Aww. It was weird that I managed to find it, having remembered only one bit vaguely about a pylon. <laughs> yeah. and, and then like the very, very end and just going, OK, I'll just Google that. There's, there's nothing more satisfying than having very little info, doing a Google and finding exactly what you were looking for. Yeah, especially when you can then go and watch the whole thing that afternoon. Yay! Yeah, that was good. Uh, have you watched anything else? No, what else do you watch? I watched, um, uh, funny, the thing that managed to draw me into it was, um, watching the, uh, Oddballs episode three, ah. um, which I've been talking about the last few weeks. Uh, Jesse Cox is DMing a, um, Tales from the Loop it's very Stranger Things, <laughs> a, a bunch of kids, uh, sort of teenagers, uh, running around the, the local woods in a sort of small town area, and 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 there seems to be something very mysterious that some branch of the government, possibly not the government, are trying to cover up, and there's some interdimensional stuff, and it's Ooh. really fucking cool, <laughs> so they're, they're making a really good story with that, so definitely recommend that. And the last thing I watched was uh, I watched some no-clip documentaries. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because I heard that that, that that person was all right. So, um, yeah, I watched the uh, documentaries for Frog Fractions 1 and 2. Oh, yeah, how were they? They were good. They were very well made. And <laughs> it was quite interesting to sort of learn about how and why. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, that was very cool. Is that everything you watched? Oh, no, we watched something else as well. What did we watch? We watched Over the Garden Wall. Oh, yeah, we did. Heck. I, I started watching this um with uh, my ex about, uh, what, a year ago? And I was like, yeah, I would definitely watch more of that. And every time I tried to look it up on YouTube, I was finding sort of low-quality versions or, like, it was in a window to one side of the screen with some other image to probably try and get around copyright strikes. Yes. Or you'd find that the version that uh, had the most views suddenly didn't have any sound, because obviously that had been <laughs> ripped off it. But it was it was really cool. We, it's on, on it's the on, Netflix. It's on the Netflix, yeah. So we, we watched through the whole thing just like in one sitting. Yeah. Um, I've watched it the whole way through before, mm. and you've watched part of it. I think i would only seen about four episodes yeah. before. Now you've had a couple of days. How, do, how are you feeling about it? I like it. It's like a proper fairy tale, with that's yeah. like bleakness to it and... Uh, I, towards the end I was like, oh, I think I know what's happened here. It's one of these two things and and I was right. So Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, it was it was nice to sort of see the story unfold, it was nice that it was properly bleak and that yeah. uh, like you don't know if but everything's it, gonna be alright for these people. It wasn't consistently bleak though, no, like no, no, it no, was no. it had its moments of like, let's be light hearted and whimsy and we're on an adventure dark. Okay, well it's it's all gonna be fine, it's all gonna be f- dark. Potatoes and molasses. Yes. It's a a sweet little show. One thing I really appreciate about Over the Garden Wall is it... I really like the sort of tale it tells of... of hope and optimism and trying to keep going and, like, contrasting that with, like, teenage, Mm. like, depressed pessimism. Mm. And, like, the, the... that pair of characters like had such an interesting dynamic yeah and oh those last couple of episodes just like oh my heart my heart my heart I I also really like the fact that it sort of constantly told you not to um not to make assumptions about things just on based on, on yeah, how they look things like just because something doesn't talk doesn't mean they can't talk there was a lot of that there's a lot of that and just because something looks scary doesn't mean that that's necessarily the bad thing yeah oh i love the uh, i i really liked the auntie whiskers episode oh yes that was a really good one that yeah. that was a very good one for like multiple flip reverses of expectation mm-hmm. uh, well i think it helped that we also sat and did our our little bit of of googling about tim curry yeah uh, to, this is, this is as far as I'm aware, and correct me, listeners, if I'm wrong, the only thing he's done that he was not already contractually obligated to do since his stroke. Mm-hmm. um, Because he did the Clone Wars, which he was already doing before his stroke, and yeah. he was sort of contractually obligated to keep going with. Mm. But other than that, the only voice acting thing, or acting thing in general, he's done is Over the Garden Wall, oh. which, there's a lot of very good voice talent in this. Oh, yeah. Like, you've got... um. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, John Cleese, yeah. Uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry, Elijah Woods. Oh, yeah. Like, someone clearly, like, pulled out every favour they had stored (laughs) up to make this happen. Yeah. And I like that it was from, like, what, 2005? Uh, thousand fourteen. two thousand fourteen. I knew it was think. one of those. I think it's about four years ago. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I like that it's it's been that long and there's no rumblings of a sequel. Yeah, it's because again, I think it was exactly as long as it needed. It to was. Be. It's ten episodes, each ten minutes long, so mm-hmm. it's about an hour and a half or so. Mm-hmm. It tells its complete story and wraps up, and it just is. It's allowed to just be. Yeah. And I, nice. I like that when they don't feel the need to make yeah. everything into a franchise. And, I, I know I said this to you at the time, and you maybe weren't someone on board with this, but I still maintain this feels very unlike anything else that Cartoon Network puts out. I can't really think of what else Cartoon Network well, put out. I mean, when I think Cartoon Network, I guess I think, like, um, the uh, Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, like, I think, like, like, you there. know, Dexter's Lab, Ed, Ed and Eddie, even something, even something like Steven Universe, you usually have, like, hee-hee, silly, goofy... Like, we're going to try and keep the pace of laughs up. Mm. Whereas this, it really feels like whoever made this show was given carte blanche to be like, you can make it slow, you can you can take your time, you can pace it, you can fill this with cameos from people that the kids are going to have no idea who <laughs> are, and have just like slow, quiet, sombre episodes that don't have many laughs and just kind of do their thing. And Definitely. I think it's a better end series mm. for that. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and that led us on to watching something else. What did we watch? We started watching The Box of Delights. Oh, yes, we did. (laughs) Uh, That was uh, an odd one, wasn't it? Because I I put it on DVD, because I I remember, again, it was something that was always on uh, pretty regularly during the 80s. Uh, Patrick Troughton plays a a strange, mysterious, timeless wizard of of time immemorial. (laughs) Um, second Doctor Who, for anyone who's uh, not on that one. And then it's got uh, lots of very sort of BBC stalwart people. So I've mentioned the um, the Lord of the Rings yes, uh, dramatisation yes. a couple of times <laughs> on here, and it's got the person who voiced Aragorn in that and the voice of Barleyman Butterbur, almost oh, like goodness. a scene apart. <laughs> it... I I had a little bit of a chuckle at some of the areas of it that have aged. I imagine were very revolutionary at the time, but have not aged terribly well for a first viewing in twenty eighteen. Yeah. like the flying horse. But
1: yeah, the the, the the
0: special effects are not so special. Yes, and there's the um the girl who's very like, oh, I'm going to run around with my BB gun. Yes. I've got a real gun at home and I like to shoot. I want more shooting and gangsters and so forth. And that would be my perfect Christmas. My perfect Christmas without gangsters. And I'm like, you're adorable, but this feels very much like a time where the Toes were very much just being dipped into feminist ideals. Yeah, I think a character like that was not common. Indeed, in the time, I so... can see how they would be revolutionary at the time, and I'm not going to apologise that I giggled at them a couple of times when mm. watching. No, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a big fan, and I, I hope that we get to sit and watch the rest of that because we've seen so. what two episodes now. Yeah, we saw the first two. Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's on the to watch list. Yeah, is that everything we watched? That then? is all the things we watch <gasps> Oh, also Box of Delights completely available on YouTube as well. So oh yeah. Yeah. yes, yes. Hmm. So. <gasps> Previously on Mundane Office RPG. Oh no, there's a cat that's jumped up out of nowhere. I think that's what happened last time. Exactly. A large feline creature has appeared because a certain large feline jumped up on desk. Um, so you are picked up in the uh, feline creature's teeth and you are carried downstairs to the uh, stationery cupboard and deposited in a big pile of uh, shredded paper. Um the feline then curls up around you and starts to fall asleep. Uh what are you going to do. This sounds quite comfortable. Can I just like chill out here? It's been a really stressful couple of episodes of Office RPG. Okay, so Can you Can I like roll to to snuggle and have a nice nap here with the, the cat? Okay. Roll careful. Okay, what's my careful plus zero? Uh okay, plus one. uh, uh two. Oh, no, plus zero. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, uh, you uh, snuggle up with the cat, but you get dribbled on quite badly, I and know. you are starting to drown from, oh, the, no. from, uh, from all the dribble. Okay, um, so, because I've been here too long is one of my stunts, which means I know all the shortcuts, mm-hmm. um, can I use that stunt to attempt to find a secret way out, no? No, because it's only when you're avoiding colleagues, and the cat does not work with you. Ah, see, I assumed the cat was a colleague from, no. you know, one of the transfer branches. No. Okay, I feel very mean for doing this, but this is the best way I know to get rid of the cat. I'm going to pull on the cat's tail. <gasps> okay, uh, roll forceful? Uh, right, forceful is plus one. Uh... <laughs> okay, that's minus two. To okay. pull the cat's tail. You pull on the cat's tail, and the cat bites you. Take one consequence. Oh, okay. Uh, so you take a mild consequence. Yeah, mild consequence. Uh, mark that off. And um, okay, so you uh, eventually manage to to uh, get uh, away from the cat by backing away towards the door. Um, you uh try to pull on the door, but it seems that you're sort of caught against the body of the cat because the cat is very big and the, and the stationary cupboard is very very small. What are you going what are you gonna do? Oh, can I do anything with my stapler to like make a clicky sound to get ri- to get the cat to like get out of the way? Uh, they don't like they don't like weird sounds. Weird so, so roll um quick, I guess. I guess. Okay. Uh, quick thinking. Okay, plus four. Okay, so you manage to uh, frighten the cat. It leaps up on top of the cupboard and hisses at you. So, which means give you enough space to get out of the stationary cupboard. Uh, you escape, and the um, security guard who's standing there at the, at the front desk is
1: like, "Oi, what are you doing in the cupboard?" Uh... Giant cat brought me in. Giant cat? brought you in there? Yeah, what was the giant cat doing in here? Is it your cat? Not supposed to have cats in your house. Yes, yeah, I will report this to your manager. Um.
0: Okay. Um. Can I? Oh no, I'm not on the phone, so I can't do that one. Um. Okay. Um. I I hear all the of the uh, all the mindless gossip in the office, so I know everyone's interests. Okay. Um. Can I? Roll to try and deflect the conversation onto a different interest that the uh, that the security guard has. Okay, roll clever. Okay, and do I get any uh, plus two to clever? Plus five. Total. Okay, so yeah, plus five total. Oh, oh. we <laughs> roll that one?
1: Okay, oh, so, so that's, that's
0: minus what? plus four. Plus four. Yep, that's excellent. Well done. You. Uh, what are you going to chat about? Uh, we're going to chat about his interest in stamp collecting. Okay, and you, you have a very long, very boring conversation about stamp collecting until your brain starts to dribble out of your ears. I'm going to make you take one stress for that. Okay. Uh, so, you yeah, you've succeeded and this. You've got to the end of the day. Uh, but it, it is a little bit later than you would have expected because of your encounter with the cat. Uh, you roll to run for the train. So, uh, quick, roll quick. Okay, roll quick. Okay, so that's uh, plus two, plus one, uh, plus three. Okay, plus three. So you make it to the train station just in time. You leap between the doors and you see that it is absolutely rampacked. It's all very sweaty and smelly and commutery. Oh. Um, what are you, you going to do? Uh, what do I roll to see if I can just like hold my breath the entire journey home? Uh, <laughs> roll... To- <laughs> Possibly forceful Because I'm forceful, forcing yeah, okay, myself okay, to Yep 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 I'll let you do that Okay so that's Plus, uh, plus two plus three Two uh, Plus two yes Plus two okay yep So you make it but you are, you are You're right in somebody's armpit And you can literally feel the armpit sweat Dripping onto oh. your face It's very unpleasant It's It's all too close uh, eventually your your stop comes and, and you get off the train and there is a large dog waiting for you on the platform with a, uh, a, a scroll of paper within its mouth. Tune in next week to find out what happens with that!
1: Dum-dum-dum!
0: <gasps> uh, we've uh, completed construction of the prototype of the giant robots that we've been working on. Um... Yes, I um I have a couple of um minor concerns. I just wanted to check with you all in the uh, engineering department. Sure, sure, yes. Um, first of all, a great giant robot, by the way. Um, yes, yes. I'm fairly happy. Okay, so the size. How we how are you planning to get it out of this hangar? Because the door of the hangar is not very big. No, we had the hangar constructed specially. Um, door, you say? Yes, mm. there's that doorway, that that hangar opening. How are yes. we going to get the, the robot out? Also, I have another question. Yes, yes. Um, so this is meant to be used, like, in, you know, streets on our own country here. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. How does it fit down the streets without destroying just every home and business it passes? Because it's far wider than a standard pedestrian street. But it is a giant robot, and that really was the spec here. Yes, yes. But, but also it had to be usable. Like, have you thought of uh, of any solutions to these problems? it, it it's, it's giant and uh, and it, it moves um uh, um how how, how do you even get in and out of this thing um well we uh we originally uh built uh um the the robots uh <laughs> with uh, a cockpit it's got a cockpit in there um yes and how do you get to the cockpit um well it's uh, something like uh, 15 feet of of steel and wires and and, and so forth to to, to to um and and okay okay I, I I guess I've just got one last question how how long does it take to charge this thing up to use well we 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 put um uh, the very special uh fusion battery in there when we were initially making it and we've estimated that uh, that the you you can power it up in something like six weeks and it'll run for maybe uh sixteen hours. So, uh, what we've got here is a giant robot that is completely... It is a giant robot. Indeed. That is completely impractical to use in any way, shape, or form in any in any of the things we would need it for. But it is giant, giant. I'll take it. Excellent, excellent. So that'll be uh, 600 billion pounds. Uh, um, uh, okay, yeah. well, let me just, like, go sit in the robot for a second, and then I'll send you your money. Sure. Yes, head in there. And let us know if you, you work that one out. Well, when I do, uh, I think I will be just not giving you the money.
1: Well, well, then you're definitely not getting anywhere in the giant robot.
2: Try and stop
1: me. You stop. Ah, I'm not going anywhere now. I've got you by the arm.
0: Oh goodness, you pulled away! Come back here! That's all giant robot. I ran out of battery in about 16 hours. Questions, questions sneak up on you in an alleyway and ask. Have you any questions, love? Um, yes! Uh, <laughs> I was already asked, like, do you need to make it that creepy? Uh, and the answer is, look, I don't know how to keep asking for questions in new and interesting ways, so we'll. There's nothing wrong with occasionally just going, hey, questions? Oh, <laughs> hey, question? Yeah, but, i got to make it more interesting. <laughs> so, what's the questions? Uh, Becky Toothill would like to know if you had control over everyone's free will mon- monstrosity! Would you eventually commit and how would you justify it to yourself? Free um you say free will over uh, control okay, over, everyone's yeah, free will. Control over everyone's free will. I would make the literal Nazis just walk into the ocean. Um I would I would take away their free will, um, and, and I would perhaps make them do uh you know uh nice things for pe- the the people that they would otherwise hate so so I'm... i'll i'll make them perform community service for <laughs> uh uh racial uh di- racially different people from themselves <sighs> I... um and 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 gay people and 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 any any, so... any other group that they're against i i gave an answer like serious answer i don't even if i had that power i don't think i'd use it cuz i feel really squicky about the thought of like not having control over actions like i would be really creeped out by the thought of that happening to me and as such i'm like no i i don't know if i could bring myself to take control of someone's free will um i think when i was younger and a bit
1: more like no we need to sort the fucking world out i would yeah. have just gone i wouldn't i don't think i would ever would have said get in a say much as I would well, no, shout that get, at people on the internet. you can
0: get in the sea up to, like, neck level, then walk them back out and go, just so you know. There you go, you're all pruny now. Be nice. <laughs> it's, it's, don't don't make me put you back in there. It's salty. It's, it's salty, like you on the internet. Now be nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, I just want to force people to be nice to each other. Yeah, unfortunately, it is not po- possible to force people to be nice. That's true. What are the questions uh, what do you? Got? What fa- uh, favorite types of ice cream that isn't a common vegan flavor? And do you have any Ooh. solutions to that? Ooh. Hmm, honeycomb. They do a honeycomb in the Poundland down the road. <laughs> what a good vegan honeycomb ice cream! No, but we can get some honeycomb, smash it up, and stick it in some Swedish glass. I suppose and then just swell some maple syrup up in there some or something. Maple syrup or some agave? Yeah, we very much could do that. Like yeah, I I was that, just that's thinking, our solution as well. I was thinking well that was it. Is I was thinking of the first half of the question of like not you know, you don't often see vegan mm. honeycomb ice cream. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever seen non vegan honeycomb ice cream. I think most of them are. Most of them have milk. <laughs> No, I mean like and I've honey. never seen a honeycomb ice cream of any description. Oh, I've seen honeycomb oh, ice okay. creams. There's it's... some nice honeycomb ice creams around. Well, you used to work in an ice cream. Oh, they used to Shed, have them in so... Tesco. I don't... Oh, I don't know. Clearly, I'm clearly I'm lacking these things. I do remember that Cart Door used to do this. Um... I probably still do. I think it was like caramel and waffle ice cream. Oh, I, like I would I would mm. love a vegan version Actually, of that. I know the answer. Mm. It's the one that Ben and Jerry's only do in scoops in cinemas. They don't do tubs of it. Their cinnamon bun ice cream. Wow. I would love a vegan cinnamon bun ice cream. Uh, uh, what? What's it like? Is it just like bits of cinnamon? It's bun? like it's it's like little bits of cinnamon bun, which I suppose we could probably do. Um, but then just like sort of sweet, like uh, it tastes kind of like a honeyish sort of ice cream with with cinnamon swelled in, and it's just okay. It's really nice. I'm sure I could come up with something like that. For could you would probably make a thing one. Um, my answer was haagen uh, Dazs pralines and cream. Oh like I, I guess we could probably work some caramel and some pralines into a again a swedish glass that stuff's really diverse. Um the other one um Oreo big fan of Oreo ice cream. Again I imagine we can make that quite easily. Yeah there's um one of those shakeaways in Croydon that uh you can get um uh, they they do swedish glass in there so you can get like a an a oh. Oreo milkshake. Oh that's Oh, that's good to know. Uh, the other one, mint, mint chocolate chip, I think we've mentioned before. We've, that, we've, uh, we've made, made that. ourselves yeah, a couple of bits of uh, mint essence some dark chocolate to it up, to get back in the freezer. Yeah. Nom, um, um, What's your um. next question? Uh, Lucy Nevins would like to know, if you were a superhero, what would your uh, superpower be? Hit people with niceness rays. That's a good one. I didn't think of that. Um, I think for if if... It was purely for my own enjoyment. I suppose that's not very heroic. We'll ignore that one then. Um, for, I think for the greater good, I'd go with Healing Touch. Oh, uh, yes. I'd just be like, pew, 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 and now you're all healed. Yeah. Also, just for myself, I want to fly.
1: fly well, if, cool. if
0: it was for myself, I'd be like, flight and super speed. Just get all the things done. I get all the things done really, really quickly. Don't have to get up for, for work until it's <laughs> it's right on time. If, if you miss the train into London for a wiggle ass, all right, train. we'll just we'll just fly. Oh, oh that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, which was followed up by Keira Anderson asking, if you were a supervillain, what powers <gasps> would you go for? Oh, um... Hmm. I went with Mind Control and Flight. Mind Control and Flight are very good ones. I'm trying to think of something like nefarious in just, like, the right kind of evil way. And I'm going to go for... Tickle Ray. <gasps> you fiend. Indeed. Just be like, aha, you cannot stop me, for you are having a laughing fit. Uh, well, I think m- maybe, if I was going to go for that sort of, like, comedy, n- c- cartoonishly nefarious, um, some kind of... Yeah, itching beam that i could fire out of my eyes uh, so just make people feel like they've they've got little bits of hair all over them after they've had a haircut a beam that makes it feel like you're always walking just slightly too slowly mm. you just can't find a good walking temperature mm. temperature speed walking oh, speed always feeling slightly sweaty in uncomfortable places uh, that's the summer in England with no air conditioning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's got superpowers Activate out there? Activate the sweaty quack crack ray. <laughs> um, which was followed up by, if you were an anti-hero, how many spikes would you have in your costume? Uh, all of them. My, my My suit would entirely be spikes. Except for, like, my eye holes, obviously. I, I said all of the spikes, because yeah. I'd I'd also have, like, a Deadpool-style healing factor. Yeah. And then I would just, like, jump off of buildings onto <laughs> onto people with my spiky and, suit and, and, they and just, just st- impale them, like, and I would be the hedgehog. I'm just picturing, like, 15-year-old emo me with all of the, like, <laughs> my jumper oh, has God. spikes all over it, my wristbands have spikes, my trousers have spikes, everything has spikes. Oh, God. I've just remembered the first well, when I came back from Greece. Yeah, after my mum bundled me off to Greece for for three
1: months, um, I was going to go and live in the sewers and I was going to be Gollum. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, and, and do so sort of, I, I think it was like a cross between a mixture of interesting Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because they were Hero Turtles in this country <laughs> couldn't have ninjas might 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 be dangerous um, yeah I was going to wear flippers all the time and, and live in the <laughs> dark in the sewers and never have to deal with my funny parents again Virginia uh, Taurus would like to know what is the best anime you've ever seen and why is it Yuri on Ice <laughs> so I have, like, different answers to this, depending on when you would ask me. Um, I'm gonna give two very polar opposite answers today. I'm gonna say the one that had the biggest impact on me was an anime called Wandering Sun. It's about 12 episodes long. It was the first piece of media I ever saw that, like, dealt with depictions of trans people in any kind of, like, way that was like, hey, this is a thing that people experience and is not just a laughing point, and it was like a big catalyst in me going, okay, I've got to deal with all this. Mm. Uh, on the other side, I would say, like, probably... I really like Death Note. It keeps itself relatively short and to the point. It's about 36 episodes total. And it just... It does a very good job of making both sides equally presented that, like, I can totally see why they think they're the hero of this situation. And I think that the way it concludes is the best conclusion that they could have done for this sort of anime about a character where it's like, they are doing the the wrong thing for the right reasons, at least initially, until that shifts. And they got the ending they deserved, which oh. I thought was like, I really like Death Note it's a very good, concise show. I still haven't watched the end of that. I watched up until, um, no spoilers, Person Dies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then I sort of, like, I tried to watch a few episodes after that, and I just so couldn't really bring if, myself to care if, anymore. If, if you watch nothing else, I would really recommend just jump to the last episode. Because okay. watching, like, I don't feel bad saying this much. Like, Yagami gets his comeuppance at the end, and I think the way that is portrayed is, like, one of my favorite bits of TV that there is. Oh. it's i I would suggest if nothing else skip to the end oh, yeah. but I might give that a try. Also, my mum was really into Death Note for a while. cool yeah she 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 watched through all of it she she read the uh, the spin-off novel. Ooh. yeah she got really into that. I um I don't know if it's the best anime, but one that I have watched again and again and again is Whisper of the heart. Oh yeah,
1: I really like it. I oh, know, it's not everyone's... No,
0: I get you, though. And also, just to be on brand, I've got to say, Kaijo, the the butt-fighting anime where people... Are you unaware of the butt-fighting anime? I've not watched an awful lot of anime. Okay, so this was like a thing. I retweeted a lot of images to do with this when it first came out. Basically... It starts off as a sports anime. Hey, here's a new sport: women in swim costumes use their butts to try and knock each other into the water while we're all on these floating platforms. And then it gets like weird and supernatural, and you get people using like magical butt-themed special attacks. That sounds awesome. Yeah, like at one point, there's like my favorite shot from that show is still like one person is doing all these these like techniques. It's like, how are you doing so many techniques? And you it pans over to her, and there's just this like glowing wall of butts behind her and she's like, my power is that I can use the butts of any person whose butt I've ever touched. And she's like summoning different butts out of this wall to fight with. It's I imagine <laughs> if you had that power you would be awesomely <laughs> OP. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid, ridiculous like service y show, but I kind of unironically love it because it's just, it's silly and stupid and doesn't take itself seriously. I mean, I've, I like I said, I've not seen a lot of anime. I remember like Years ago, I lived with a guy who had a lot of manga films. Um, yeah. That manga, the brand, rather than manga. Yes, yes, yes. The comics. Um, I remember they used to watch uh, Ratsuki Doshi, Legend of the Over Yeah, 1 and 2, like a lot. I don't remember if that was any good or there's, there's not. I think there was something to do with someone chopping their penis off and replacing I, it with a demon dick. I rem- <laughs> I remember a very visually impressive, artsy, kind of psychedelic and, and warped uh, anime film called Paprika. I don't remember the plot or if it was any good, but like, audio-visual-wise, it did some fascinating stuff that's like, it's a joy to watch. Right. I think you would enjoy the spectacle of watching Paprika. Right. Um... Yeah, like the, the the animes I started off watching, mm. they they're all too long. I mm. I first off I was like, Oh, watch Naruto or watch Bleach. It's far too many fucking episodes. Can't be dealing with that. I've seen one episode of Dragon Ball Z. Ooh. Which um, one? The one where they're on a small planet and the gravity's really strong. Oh yes, to, yes. To a train or something and um uh, someone tried to get me into Excel Saga, but I thought it was really creepy in places. It is. Um, but then they were a really creepy person. It turned out yeah. so. It's hardly surprising. So just to rattle a couple off, Kill the Kill is great, other than the weird incest subplot that's very strange. Uh, I actually, I really love Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, I enjoyed Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal, not Brotherhood. We should I watch Brotherhood it. sometime uh should we maybe make that a thing we've got through nine nine we could always put brotherhood brotherhood on that list yeah. we could start watching yeah, yeah, yeah. uh there we go what's the next question uh oh we didn't ask the second part oh, that well, why is second... yuri on ice i've never seen it. okay so. yuri on ice is kind of great um okay. so it's n- uh, sorry question asker it's not my favorite <laughs> sports anime but it does allow me to talk about why i like sports anime um, I was never a person that was really into sports until, mm. like, a year ago when I got into roller derby. Mm. But I always really enjoyed sports anime. Uh, stuff like Free, Haikyuu, which what? are a swimming and a volleyball anime. Mm-hmm. And their appeal is kind of similar to the appeal of stuff like Yuri on Ice. Which is that they're basically just, like... They're just an excuse to do, like, melodrama and to, like, do interpersonal stories, but they they dramatize sport in a way that gets me engaged with what's going on where it's like we're going to focus on like the the emotions of what's going on and the strategy and the things and ah that's where it messed up and it made it into a thing that i really cared about oh. also free is better than 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 on ice cuz as a as a trans teen that like was really just like, I just want to swim. Watching an anime where the protagonist's whole thing is like, I don't want to swim to like be the best at swimming, I just want to be in the water because it's really nice and I miss that and I don't get to do it enough. That resonated with me. Mm. So, what's the next question? Uh, is there anything you weren't expecting from transition and then were suddenly like, whoa, a thing? Uh, occasionally finding guys hot. did not Did not expect that going in. I, I was openly bi long before he came out. Oh, I fans. was I was not. Well, that I was all the second time. Before he came out, before I like started on hormones, I was like, no, no, ladies, ladies, ladies. And after hormones, I'm like, ladies, ladies, ladies. But like, he's like four or five guys. They were Oh, I'll take a ride on that. What? I wouldn't keep Jim Sterling out of there. Um, I think for me it was things like, I, I wasn't expecting hormones to change my face at all. Yeah. And I, I remember, I think about 18 months after starting hormones, just taking a selfie one day and going, I don't hate myself. Yeah, that's fun. I think that was when, that, that was the end of that year I started taking all the, um, I started putting mar- mirrors back up in rooms. I took yeah. all the 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 mir- mirrors that couldn't be taken down. I took all the blankets off them so they could be used again. <laughs> I still don't terribly like it if there's a mirror that I can see from where I'm sleeping. If I'm yeah yeah in a, in a place, I just think it's a bit weird. Um, but apart from that, yeah, uh, there's oh, is... smell changing. Oh yeah yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't smell a boy. Yay! Yay! Uh, last one for me was. Uh, post-lower surgery, I did not expect my brain to be this good at, like, basically rewriting all my memories and being like, what? (laughs) Penis? What? Nah. Nah. Like, I've looked at pictures of my crotch prior to lower surgery I'm like, that does not look like a thing that was ever... Mm. No, no. My brain does not... Cannot compute that that was a thing. Mine took a little while to sort of catch up with that. Uh, Like, it wasn't immediate immediate, but... And I, I do remember something like three months down the line... Yeah. At one point, sort of uh, attempting to tuck one morning. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 that's... Unless you're shoving your pubes in there, darling, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, that was the most important one. Awesome. Uh, Emma Potts would like to know, how do you maintain such an amazing level of awesomeness 24-7? Um, every time I got to be awesome, I'll go have a little cry first, get the cry out, then I'll come be Awesome. <laughs> Uh, I would say I I, I don't. I'm, nah. I'm just human. I, I try yeah. to be nice. I, I shut up when necessary. I speak up when I think it's important, yeah. provided my anxiety is not acting home. Yeah. Like, I, I try and as best I can, like, when I'm recording stuff, like, turn the dial up and be like, here is all of my energy, go, go, go. Mm. But then even then, sometimes I can't, and there'll be recordings where I'll just be like, I'm just not feeling it, and oh. you just have to be honest about that stuff. Yeah, no not- no one can conf- No one feels awesome all the time. You just... Mm. Yeah, you, you find the times and places to be like, this is where I will use my awesome. These are just the bits you see. These are the bits we publish. <laughs> <laughs> like, like any good selfie. Um, John McGovern would like to know, uh, if you could be a robot or android from any TV series, film, or game, what would you be? Hmm, have you got an answer for this? Um. Off the top of my head, I think it would probably be Asylum. Yeah. Because they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. I try not to be evil with it, but, you know, I think... Yeah, you could be a, you could just be, like, a nice Cylon that doesn't, like, shove people out the airlocks and yeah, stuff. You know, I, I could do that. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Let's just be a couple of nice Cylons. A couple of nice Cylons. Let's, let's try and get, like, the reputation of Cylons back up. Yeah, give Cylons a chance. Oh, we are saying, <laughs> give Cylons a chance. <laughs> uh, Connie Gibbons would like to know... If you were a dance group, what would uh what dance? Um, I can't remember her I was getting very close to the bottom page. <laughs> um, uh What would your? Oh yes. So what would you be called, and what would your dance moves be? Uh The queer and pleasant strangers. I have to imagine. I would imagine so. And I can tell you what dance I'll be doing. The Macarena to every song. <laughs> Did you know if a song is in four-four time signature, you can do the Macarena to it? It's four-four dance, so yeah. Yeah, I have done the Macarena at at, at nights out dancing. That's... I know. I've got a video of you dancing to it uh, at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, that one was actually to the song "The Macarena." It was. Everyone was doing the Macarena. They I were. wasn't just doing the Macarena to some random song, as I sometimes do. Um. Yeah, I, when I wrote this down, I was like, "We would do the Macarena. We would do the, a cross between the Macarena, liquid dancing, cross uh, cross stepping, stepping, and the Charleston," I'd... which are all dances I do, and you do the Macarena. Hey, hey, I, I can, I can, I can do. I could probably work those out. Okay, get there. Well, well if you want to do those, we'll do those. <laughs> uh, we'll be, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Bethany Turn wants to know um, what's the most beautiful place you've ever been. In this room with you. <laughs>
1: I was going to say something much more sordid. <laughs> well, what were
0: you going to say? I'm not sure I can say it on a podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> well, I see. But apart from that, I guess maybe the Peak District. I really enjoyed that. It was very picturesque. Peak- yeah. Especially at night when you can just look up and go,
1: no light pollution.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's a good one. Um... I know this is a really easy answer to say, but, like, there's that there's that hill that's kind of near us, that big one. Box Hill. Yeah, go, going up there and just having a nice view over just all of the countryside. It's rather oh. lovely. It's lovely. Uh, let's see. Uh Jason Lee would like to know, what's the most evil... Um... Uh, what's the most evil monetization model that games companies will be getting away with in ten years, and how will we get there? Um, I would say having to pay to save your game full stop, because we're already on the road there. You, you got on the Switch, you have to, if you want to save backup, you're going to have to pay a subscription fee. We were there in the past when you had to pay to buy a uh, memory card be able to save your your game. Like we've lived in worlds where saving has costed money. Hmm. I I could see a world where they find a way to make that a thing. I think my one was if we get to the point where we can beam games directly into people's heads. Oh god. Then I would say probably ads that are unskippable unless you pay Yep. You can't look away from them. You can't focus out from them. They are beamed directly into your skull and you are forced to oh, watch. that's slightly loud. That's so beautifully <laughs> evil, dear. I know. It's almost an electronic actor soft idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other questions? Uh, Lauren Carroll. For Laura only! <gasps> um, what do you see the state of games industry being in 10 years' time? Unskippable ads breamed into your brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barbara Nicole Pitts would like to know How did you overcome social anxiety? Didn't, didn't Keep taking the meds Um, I have found that There's a couple of things I can do that help me Finding Safety topics that I know A lot about and that if the conversation falls flat I can just redirect to the Thing I know lots about, that helps And otherwise Just try and be friendly and hope that they're friendly in response so that the anxiety doesn't get any worse. That's about it. Mine is just take my medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoop. Whoop. Uh, uh, wh- um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, any good uh, cyberpunk board games that you can suggest? Cyber board, board games or card games? Ooh. Um... I've not played it in a long time, but I remember Netrunner being really good, which is a very cyber cyberpunky, like, do all the, the hacking sort of thing, uh, ca- uh, card deck builder. Do you know how um, to play that? Because Colin's got it, and we've got no idea how to play it. Uh, I played it in the past, so if you plopped Netrunner in front of me, I could probably work it out again. Should I teach us all how to play Netrunner? Yeah, because I I tried to read through the instruction manual and then I watched like an hour's playthrough like how to set up and everything video, and I was still completely thinking lost. I used to play Netrunner, so I could probably work it out again. It's been a long time since I've played. Mm. It's 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 basically very similar to a sort of like Magic the Gathering Yu-Gi-Oh type thing. The thing that's really nice about it is enclosed like they they don't do like booster packs and things. It's like, no, these are the cards. Play against each other with the cards, mm. which is always nice. Yeah. Uh, so Net Netrunner I remember being good. Don't remember how it's played, but oh. look it up. <laughs> uh Shirley Butler wants to know why I fear the possibility of a milkshake duck. Um was there a particular artist that instilled this fear in me? Um I wouldn't say there was a particular artist. Uh years ago my enjoyment of media was very much I watch the things, I do not care about the actors, I don't care what the actors are named, uh, I don't care um, anything about those things. And then I guess I got sort of more involved in certain groups of people, and they made me more aware that hey, this person or that person is problematic. And yeah. I started cutting more and more. Media. I think coming out helped a lot as well. Yeah, that I I found more and more things where I would just go, "Oh, that person's trash." Oh, that person. Noel Fielding was a good example. Like Is I never like it? I never liked Mighty Boosh, but um, I, and I, I guess more recently like yeah. It Crowd. But like I there always... were some bits in that like yeah. I think I only really watched the first series, and I'd I'd sort of enjoyed that, and and sort like... of found Noel Fielding's character reasonably amusing as a as a yeah. as a goth at the time myself. Indeed. I, I always used to enjoy him on the big fat quiz of the year every year. Like, I don't think I ever watched that because I wasn't ever a huge fan of Jimmy Carr. Yeah, Jimmy Carr's a shit. Yeah. But um, and I, I think then, sort of, someone going, oh yeah, you know about the whole uh, Noel Fielding getting uh, his Twitter followers to bully some poor person almost to the point of suicide. Yeah. And it's like. Okay, well, I guess you know the as as they put it, milkshake duck is 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 a
1: phenomenon that we have yeah. to be worried about. So
0: for anyone who's listening to this and isn't aware of the term milkshake duck, it, there was. I think it was a Twitter exchange mm-hmm. where basically it was like, "Hey, everyone loves milkshake duck," and then the next the next comment was, uh, "We are sorry to inform you that the milkshake duck is racist." It was a a, a, a comic. Yeah, was it a comic? Yeah, on Twitter that someone did. They uh, I think they said they don't even remember what the uh, um, sort of inspiration for it was, but, but it is very much a case of like, like yeah. "Here is milkshake duck. Everyone oh. loves milkshake, milkshake duck. Milkshake duck is racist." Oh, Yeah, (laughs) so like the, I can't think of a specific example for me, but the thing that jumps, there's a thing from this week that jumps to mind that like really hammers home why I try to be aware of these things. Yeah, is there was an example of someone who um was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for their work um looking after kids, and like you know like working on like yeah, here's better ways to keep children safe, Mm. who turns out to have been a massive paedophile. Mm. And it's things like that where it's like, ah, oh, someone who was almost getting a Nobel Peace Prize for for this is terrible. Yes, yes, we can trust no one. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole trust no one thing and and don't have heroes thing has as I think has got worse and worse for me in the last couple of years. Like because it, like people that were sort of very common on tv as a kid like pedophile 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 rapist 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 uh abuser violent whatever yeah. else and, and and more recently obviously becoming more aware of uh transphobia and things like that and, yeah. and, and other forms of bigotry and or just blatant sexism mc chris was another one recently apparently he's been picking on people in in the crowd I'm like, oh, I thought you were kind of okay, but apparently you yeah. as well. And I and sort of more and more just don't have heroes, don't have heroes. Um, was it Gandhi had slaves? Oh yeah, Ooh. no, and he was like, there's there's allegations he was like into pedophilia, like that was a thing. Yeah, uh, Mother Teresa, I think I think it was Mother Teresa said that um, uh, suffering is a very important part of life, so that people should feel pain and suffering and love. It. It's like. These people are heralded as the greatest nicest pe- nicest people in the world like don't have heroes they will all fuck you over eventually I'm just here like I I'm I'm fine until the day that it turns out that Gerald way is a massive piece of terrible trash mm. and then I shall be broken inside I like I mean my general sort of thing is I haven't always been the most woke person I haven't yeah. always been the smartest person I've done stupid things in the past yeah. I've made really bad takes on things yeah and I'm trying to learn more and generally be a force for good in the world and, and hopefully improve people's lives but one day someone might go ah do you remember she used to do this in high school well yeah okay yeah that's <laughs> the thing is you've got to like there's, there's different scales of of things from your past oh. and if it's something like ah oh, I used to say like shitty unwoke things it's like yep hands up did that better now sorry <laughs> No, right. you and, can do. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't help when you're largely abandoned by your parents to just sit in front of the television and be raised by that, because you don't get a good sense of wrong and right outside what the <laughs> cartoons taught you. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's next? Um, Professor Guts would like to know what is the most overrated video game you've ever played? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Have you got an answer for this? <laughs> got fucking list. <less.
1: laughs> okay, let's see your list.
0: Um, Well... It was lovely hearing from you, listeners. Um, You'll probably hate Uh, me after this. Um, Undertale? I absolutely love that, but I know that it's not for everyone. It's not. But my argument is, like, the thing that everyone says is great about Undertale is the story and the way you interact with all the different... um, Are are they all monsters? Yes, yes. Like, I cannot get... Through something like I think I'm eight screens into that game. Yeah, I cannot, and especially because I'm trying to do like because I I know that uh, pacifism is an important part of that game. Yeah, I, I and and where I'm obviously trying not to kill things, I'm still having to do all the avoidy stuff, and yes. I'm just not good at that. Yeah, and if you cannot get past that, you cannot experience all the things that people so love about it, it. It's one of those games that like I totally understand the people who who don't get on with that mm. game because for better or worse it is deliberately difficult in that game, A, if you try not to kill anyone, and B, if you try to kill everyone. Mm. Both of those are deliberately difficult for interesting thematic reasons, mm. but that doesn't change the fact that if you cannot progress through that difficulty, you don't see the things that make the game yeah. interesting. I mean, maybe if there was a like some way of cutting all that out and just making a walking simulator, I might enjoy well, it more, but I... I, as it is, I...
1: That game isn't for I, me. I
0: still think when that game comes out on Switch, like we should, we should sit down and like I'll do the the <laughs> the, the, the dodge the bulletsy things, and you can we can we can enjoy the story together. Um, um Grand Theft Auto Three and Vice City didn't really do it for me. Um, I'm sure. I, they, You're not a fan the, of the Steely wheely Automobiley. All I think all of these things are they're they're not for me. If other people like them, awesome. I'm glad, because people put a lot of fucking work into those games. Yes. Uh, and, and, and you know, they're, don't get me wrong. Like, I can't play uh, Undertale, but I have bought um, remix albums. I've bought the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed lots of bits it? about it. It's... it's But can't play the actual game. So yeah. So, uh, You got any others? Got any thoughts? I, I can't think off the top of my uh, head. I'm Half-Life... Sure. Oh, Half Life! I'll, I'll agree with you on Half Life. It's, it's you know, it's Portal's better than Half Life. Why? Definitely. People, why? Why do we have the world screaming? Where's Half Life Three? We should be asking. Where's Portal Three? I want a third Portal. I'd love a, a third Portal. I really enjoy the Portal games. It's yeah. it, they're one of the few games that I finished and immediately went back through again. It's, same. Um, all of the Elder Scrolls games. Uh...
1: <laughs> I'm
0: I'm gonna go on a similar but slightly different tack. The Dragon Age games. I love Bioware RPGs, but I just really don't get on with with Dragon Age. I've not played any of the Dragon Age games. I mean, yeah, my, my thing is, with Elder Scrolls uh... is that like people are just like Jane, why haven't you played Skyrim? Because we're big Skyrim fans. You should play Skyrim. Hey, you like fantasy and blah 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 and stuff. Why don't you play Skyrim? Well, I didn't like Arena. I didn't like Daggerfall. I didn't like Oblivion. I didn't like uh, Morrowind. So. I don't think playing Skyrim is going to do anything for me. I, I don't get on with whatever we, that type of game is. We are not saying any of these... The, the question asked about games that we think are overrated, I don't think we necessarily think any of these games are overrated in that we think that they're not good. They're just not... They're games they're not that, for us. They're games that are... Let's maybe rephrase these as games that people think are amazing that just do not click for us. Yeah. I think because, you know, like it's it's that whole thing about objective reviews, like yes. you can't do it because yeah. it's what your personal taste is and none of these I know all of these games are massively raved about but yeah
1: and not for me. Um yeah. Resident Evil 2.
0: I know a lot of people love that. I I very much enjoyed Resident Evil 3, and I know a lot of people think that is one of the weakest in in the series. (laughs) I feel like we should move on from this question before we do any more damage to our (laughs) uh, reputations. Which, Finder General, would like to know what is best in life? Jane is best in life. Laura is best in life. Um, Hugs, sunshine, grass, fresh air, liberty, peace, love, universal healthcare, universal housing... Stability. Those are all very good things. Yeah. Also, serotonin. Can we get some more serotonin, of that? Serotonin, dopamine. <laughs> um, lactic acid diethylamide. Well, um, <laughs> I think. I think uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was done. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see? What do you want to see? I want to see Brocial Justice, Brocial bro- Justice Warriors.
1: Oh, right, uh... How you
2: doing today? I'm not too bad, Larry. You've you been up too much. Oh, you know, not too much, Barry. I've, uh, I have started watching um, watching BBC a bit more than I uh, have done recently. Really? Oh, I know, I know. It's, it's not worth the licence for Oh, I know, I know. Well, see, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. Um, you know, I, I didn't watch the BBC for the longest time because they, they have a real nasty habit of doing, um, well... False balance panels. is oh, right, yeah. It's a yeah, yeah. thing what's been really rubbing me the wrong way recently. Yeah. This whole thing where like, oh, we're doing a story about, about this marginalized group so for, for example, is a story about trans people.
1: Alright. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: we we'll get some trans people on to talk about, you know, why they feel they should have rights. Yeah. But then, you know, there's bits of the BBC that just, just like go, yeah, but we should pair them off against someone who thinks they should all be dead.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's not exactly balance, is it? That's like putting, uh, well, you know, um, uh, trying to think of something that's relatively safe and not going to make me seem like a cunt. Well, exactly. The BBC have really fallen rather into that trap of, uh, uh, you know, trans exclusionary radical feminists having a face off who, who basically believe that trans people shouldn't be allowed to exist or live at all. Uh, yeah. And and you know there they are, and that, it it seems to be antithetical to to the whole feminist movement that they they do these things. You know, you, you wouldn't put a, a you wouldn't put a, a literal Nazi up against well, literally any of the groups that they choose to hate: exactly. gay people, disabled people, people of colour. And you
2: see, the the argument always gets made is if you get like just some trans people on to talk about being trans all you get suddenly is all returned out there going, oh, oh well, I pay the licence fee, licence fee, you got to be balanced, where's my perspective being shown? And it's like, that's not the same thing, though, is it? Because no. there's, a, there's a difference between, hey, this is me, this is my perspective, and being like, well, to be balanced, we've got to get someone that, that, against all the evidence, says that you're, you're not that, exactly. and make you feel horrible, like... Yeah. It is. is why like I've actually been. I've been watching a bit of BBC Two recently because I found one program on there. Victoria oh. Derbyshire. Yeah. Very alright at that actually. They got some trans people on this week. Didn't do the thing where they got in. They didn't get any j- turf in. They didn't, any, like, they didn't get any like anti trans. They didn't get any anti trans talking point. They just got like five or six trans people on. They talked about being trans. That was it. No no arguing but that they, they shouldn't exist.
1: They, and they didn't even do that Channel 4 thing where they managed to fill the audience with, uh, with, with exclusions some no, no. people that were going to shout penis at no, someone.
2: No, no, they. no. It was just like the host and like five or six trans people and they just talked about being trans. And it was that. And I'm like, more of that, please. Because yeah. like these false, you know, these false equivalent... Like, you know, this false idea of having it portray both sides is why Nigel Farage... Ended up in like prime well, mean, minister's question time and shit like that, you know, for years. Even though we had no power in like UK government, because like oh, we can not give him a voice. That no, you don't have. To well, give even when a he
1: voice. was an MEP, M- M- e- well, he wasn't even using his vo- his voice for anything fucking useful.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is it, and I, I want to see us have more of a you know turn this way because it's it's a good thing. When just, you can listen to a group talk about their perspective without having to get shitbags in, uh, you know, for balance.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, it's been lovely as ever.
1: Always, always. Well, always a pleasure See so you
2: having there. a yawn. Are you uh, off to bed?
1: Uh, I'm probably going to be down to bed not not, not too long from now.
2: Oh, well, same here, same here. I'm going to go have a nap.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I hope I you sleep well and enjoy uh, whatever it is you're up to later. Oh, thank you, thank you. Where can we find
0: you on the internet? Me, you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Fridays 95 at kataki.co.uk. You can find me on Podquisition, which is a video game podcast. You can find me on Seasons Three and Four of Dice Funk. It is a fifth edition real play D and D podcast. Each season is a self-contained story. I'm on Seasons Three and Four. Go listen to those, then jump back and listen to One and Two that I was not on. Other than that, probably in like six months you can find me in a book. A book, which you finish writing. I finished draft. the first draft. Woo-hoo. I might have to like rearrange the chapters a bit and might have to chop some stuff out and add some stuff. But mm-hmm. there is a book that can be read from start to finish now. Yeah, it can. What about you? Where are you on there, internet? I am Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I am Magnet on SoundCloud. You might be listening to this. I am Twitch TV twitch.tv slash janiac What days and times do you tend to aim to stream? I aim to stream on Thursdays at around 7.30. I missed last week and very soz. Uh, hopefully we'll do this week though. That was my fault. I stole the streaming laptop. It's, it's your laptop. <laughs> I know, but but it's my fault the, 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 the setup was was not correct. It is okay. Next time I'll set this up if I'm <gasps> going to have the laptop with this me and me big you, can, scary you can stream with the big scary poo. Ah! Yeah, with that, uh, I think the only thing left to say is, uh, be a stranger.